potty language. Thanks for listening to Draw Near with Fred and Kara. And if you have been tuning in to the one full episode, no, oh, two. We, we had a couple. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe even three. I don't recall. We're uh, <laughs> trying to do like a hearing God's voice series. So we started out this season with how to hear God's voice, but then gave you kind of little shorties with tips with Julie Store, wonderful friend. Um, and then Fred has one coming out that don't listen to it in the car with your kids. It, sh- it, should, be, it should be later this week. It'll post. Uh, it's called, this is where why we got to put the potty language warning. At don't the beginning listen of this to it one. in the car with your yeah. kids. Um, it's called, what kind of ass do you want to be? There you go. So, uh, yes. And how so. to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of in light of hearing God's voice, we wanted to share with all of our listeners how over the last year we've really been hearing the Lord's voice because... I mean, we're doing this new thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's really beautiful. And Saturday actually marks one year. September 23rd marks one year. Feast of Padre Pio. I love that. Yep. When Fred submitted his notice, it was kind of, I, that same day I had gone on maternity leave with um, our youngest daughter. And I think that really was like the start of God's calling us to do this thing full time. And here's the beginning of it. So um, since then... What, mm-hmm. what has been going on, Fred? Um. <laughs> maybe start with what's been going on like practi- or physically, practically, and then we'll talk about maybe what's been going on like within our own hearts. Well, the past year has been both trials and joys, um, struggles, but also like triumphs. I think it's been a year of the Lord in some ways teaching me more about myself, but not in like a selfish, self-centered, self-improvement mm-hmm be a better me sort of way, mm-hmm. but in a understanding who I am, how God created me, why I am the way I am, and how God wants to work and does work in those weaknesses. And yeah, I, I think that's been a lot of he started. You year. started the opposite. So you started with your heart. That's good. Yeah. So that's kind of Sorry, how. Sorry. <laughs> I tend to be that way. <laughs> Um, You're the practical one here, Kara. You're the one that keeps everything going and keeps us on track. I feel like for me, uh, just the last year has been um, rough, but also really beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I just recently watched a movie. It's called The Jesus Revolution. Fred told me I had to watch it. Yes, she did. And it was very good. Mm -hmm. And I cried. That's that's my mark of a good movie. If it makes me cry, it's Mm -hmm. a good movie. Made me cry too. Yeah. Very good movie. Yeah. Very good movie. But there was a line in that movie that stood out to me and it was uh the wife speaking to her husband who was like the pastor of this church and she said are you so arrogant to think that god can't use your weaknesses Mm -hmm. and i feel like that kind of just summed up my my year where it was like him pointing out god pointing out areas of my life where i was prideful Mm -hmm. or arrogant and also where i was like growing just like disparaging in my weaknesses Mm -hmm. And so it's just been like a beautiful progression of him showing like, like, no, I want to work in your weaknesses, like St. Paul. Right. And mm-hmm. like his power is perfected in weakness. And it has become just this like desire to be small, like St. Therese, you know, right. that theme like of her heart just really kind of growing over the last year. And then I think that's, that's what he needed from 
at least for me, but I think from both of us, because it is, he can't do something in an arrogant heart. He can't work through the prideful. Mm. And so it was like he had to kind of, um, kind of reveal those, those ways that my heart was prideful or whatever it might've been. And just show like, Hey, I want to work in you. So you need to let all this go. Right. Yeah. When you watch that movie, the Jesus revolution, it's like the first thing you have to do is you have to get past Jesus with a different accent. Yeah. If you are familiar with the chosen, (laughs) it's the actor, Joseph, Mm. what is it? Joseph Remy? Uh, Rumi, yep. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Rumi. Jonathan, thank you. Mm. I was like, I know it's a J. Mm. He plays Jesus in The Chosen. Um, he plays a hippie in The Jesus yeah, Revolution. Yeah, he plays Lonnie Frisbee, who really was instrumental in founding two different Protestant movements, the Calvary uh, movement and Vineyard as well. And right. it's just, yeah, he plays the part really well. Yeah. And it's just like Jesus in The Chosen offers a lot of good wisdom but you also see in that movie the the danger not really the danger but like how the lord works despite human failings and human struggles and mm-hmm. all those things and uh so yeah i i resonated with that movie a lot it made me cry too kara a lot of it reminded me too of my own conversion mm-hmm. because i was very much like greg yeah in the movie so greg is somebody who's searching for answers and trying to find meaning to his difficult life and in a way begins to experiment with parties and drugs and all that as a means to find God. Yeah. Truth. And truth. And then he realizes that's not the place he's going to find it. So very much like my testimony. With a couple death scares in there. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's a, (laughs) yeah, there's a, there's a scene in there that uh, where a friend is having an overdose and Mm -hmm. you know, it, they roll her over and get back to the party, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just all too familiar. Yeah. Thanks be to God, but for the grace of God, right. so go I. Right. So in the last year. In the last year, yeah. yeah <laughs> that hasn't happened. Back to the topic, yes. <laughs> um, in the last year, what has been going on, I guess? Um, It's been a joy to see the Lord provide despite the circumstances. Because um, it, it looks, it reminds me a lot of... Like in our early walk, I know you said last year, but I'm going to compare it. When we really first followed the Lord, we, Crystal was five months pregnant and we up and moved a thousand miles away to Tulsa, Oklahoma. We knew nobody and we just knew the Lord wanted us there. We had no money, despite the fact that I worked three jobs. They're all part-time jobs because that's best a student can do. 18 and a half credit hours. We barely... We didn't even have enough to meet ends to make ends meet. It just wasn't possible. And yet the Lord provided mm-hmm. month after month after month. We always had what we needed and sometimes more. The Lord provided and he was faithful. And we knew that we knew that we knew um, that we were doing the Lord's will. And, um, you know, it, it was the probably the time of the worst struggle in our marriage. But when we look back at it, it was it, like it's the most joyful and I think we're kind of in a season like that again now. So putting it back forward, post, you know, post, um, just like committing career suicide as a Protestant, I'm not going to be a pastor, end up at Franciscan University of Steubenville, become Catholic, and all the adventures since. Like the past year has reminded me a lot of that, where it was a radical step out onto the water, out of the boat, trusting the Lord and his provision, but now with six kids. Mm-hmm. Very different. Very different. You know? And, but the Lord has provided, like we went, 
a good solid 10 months just relying on savings and, mm-hmm. and what had been given by people unexpectedly. And then um, we went we went and did a Catholic youth camp. We did that for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And when we left for Catholic youth camp, we had zero dollars <laughs> in our bank account. Mm-hmm. And I, I and there was kind of a moment of Lord, I did everything that you asked me to do. Um, you're gonna have to provide, Lord. What's happening? And here we are, you know, three months later, and He's still providing, mm-hmm. despite like what it looked like at the time. Like the Lord is providing and doors are opening, Kara, and yeah. like we're getting ready to go to another, like travel and do this three-day retreat for another diocese that we're really excited about. And all these new doors for us are opening. And it, it's, it for me, it's been like getting out of the boat, seeing the storm, Lord, I'm sinking. That was my Lord, I'm sinking moment. Yeah. Um, but he reached in, saved me. Like yeah. I said, don't you know we're perishing? And he said, yeah, we're going to go to the other side, Fred. We're going to make it. Right. You're doing exactly what I said. And so, so it's been a time of like, yeah, it took great faith, you know, however many years ago to go across the country a thousand miles away from anyone we knew. But now it has taken even greater faith. Mm-hmm. But the Lord is proving like you did the right thing. And I'm just trying to cling to him, yeah. keep my eyes on him. And it's when you hear the Lord's voice, when you follow his will, it might look crazy to other people. But then when they see you still on the water, they have to wonder. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? we we just did a, a retreat for high school seniors and you showed a video. It was the chosen season three, episode eight, where Peter walks on water. And the thing that spoiler sti- warning, Peter walks on water, Peter walks on water in case you didn't know. <clears throat> read it in the Bible. <laughs> and uh, the part that stood out to me in that scene was actually, because this was the second time I had seen it, was actually all of the other apostles in the boat yelling mm. at him not to do it. Right. No, Peter, don't do it. Don't do it. As there's like a storm around them. So, and we've had those people. Yeah. Like mm. when you were saying what God's will is oftentimes as crazy to other people, mm. you're going to have those people who are like, don't do it. Don't do it. Or they pull you to try and do, uh, do something else. Right. And we've had that in the last year as well, where... Mm-hmm. Both of us received job offers and like they, people wanted more us, than one. Yeah, yeah multiple, wanted multiple. us to apply. And there was definitely that temptation for sure, especially when you're like out on the water. Like, are we going to make it? Is God going to provide? But it was very much like he has called us to this. We either mm-hmm. believe it or we don't believe it. Right. And so choosing to believe it, I think how you explain your story is very like it's very holy because my approach to so much of it was like even for you guys, because I know we share that like those frustrations with one another. uh, Like I I would get mad at God. And for you, like for your sake, I was like, Mm. you know, at what point is your faithfulness going across the country? How many times and saying yes to his will? How many times is what point is is he going to reward it? And like Mm. kind of really arguing with him mm-hmm. um and telling him like it's time he rewards you yeah. his son yeah and i feel like um i feel like he has done that in consolations mm. and shown no this is my will and i feel like how you approached it was a lot more holy like mine was almost like a child and not like the good kind of the faithful child. Yeah. but i feel like it reminded me too of like asking you shall receive so it was like right. he kind of showed me over the last year you haven't been asking Mm-hmm. You haven't been asking. And so like even in that moment of at what point are you going to like be faithful 
not faithful. That's not what I should say. At what point do you get receive your inheritance? Do you receive a, a, that reward? Right. Yeah. And he was like, you haven't asked. Yeah. I, I, and I know what you mean. But this kind of goes with the the shorty I'm going to post here that'll go along with this uh, Hearing God's Voice series that we're doing. Again, that's titled, What Kind of Ass Do You Want to Be? Um, but it shows the value in friendships and needing people in your life that help you to hear and discern the Lord's will and help you and pray for you and encourage you and intercede for you, stand in the gap, whatever you want to call it, but they're there for you. Like as you were sharing about how the other apostles in the boat were mm-hmm. reacting toward Peter. Yeah, they were absolutely like, Peter, are you an idiot? Don't yeah, do that. Don't do You'll that. drown. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things. <laughs> they even thought it was a ghost and they were terrified, mm-hmm. you know? Um, when you said that, I pictured like our families in the boat and you've been the opposite. Like when it's been like storms raging, um, you've been shouting encouragement from the boat mm. and, and and praying to the Lord on our behalf. And I think that speaks to the need for those kind of friendships in our life. Like it's those friendships that help us to keep our eyes on Jesus. And in a way, Jesus doesn't need help, but in a way, help him to help us <laughs> yeah. when we're sinking. And so I'm grateful for that. I think that is very much the story of the past year of our lives. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to lie. There are some moments that do full, you know, full disclosure to be completely vulnerable. There are moments that it feels like, you know, when I survey the course of my life, there are moments that do seem like, does it have to be this too? (laughs) Like, like, Okay, one more thing. There are days, or not so much days anymore, but there are moments where I'm tempted to think, can I just have something be easy for once? Mm-hmm. Like, does everything have to be a struggle? Yeah. Even the simplest things sometimes. But I'm I'm learning, and that's really, to be honest with you, that's really the story of the past year, is like, this is a cross, but it's a cross worth bearing. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. And so I think it's, I've always, like, since I've come to the Lord, we were just talking about this before we recorded because we have a lot of music uh, gigs coming up. Um, If you'd like to have us come do music, (laughs) reach out to us. Anyway, um, and one of the songs we were looking at doing, it talks about, like, my purpose is to do your will. It is kind of that less of me, more of you sort of idea. And since my initial conversion, that's all I've really wanted is that Mm -hmm. to disappear, Mm -hmm. to be completely consumed by his love. And I think the past year of us doing this ministry together has increased that resolve in me where in the past, those words of St. Patrick have always struck me from the very first time I heard them. Christ in the eyes of everyone who sees me, Christ in the ear of everyone who hears me, Christ in the mind of everyone who thinks of me, and Christ on the lips of everyone who speaks of me. Like, I've always desired that, but I think it's inc- increased that resolve. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, Lord, just you, <laughs> you remain. So I think in a way that's been what the last year has been like for me as well. I mean, that's Matthew 16 too. If you wish to be my mm-hmm. disciple, deny yourself, take up the cross and follow me. So even in you sharing like the vulnerable parts of, yeah, this is a cross. It's not a cross that we're taking up reluctantly. Right. It's a cross that we're, we want to be his disciple. He's placed mm-hmm. it. So we're going to do it. Um, I would say probably at the start of the year, um, 
you you kind of revealed this to me. I think this is this is going to be an episode where you get like the deep dives into our heart, I guess. <laughs> that I had stepped out of the boat, but then I had gone back to the boat. Right. So like where you, I mean, we've been using that scripture passage to Jesus calls us out of the boat. There's a bunch of storms. We're trying to walk on water and keeping our eyes on Christ. But there was a point where, you know, Fred said, I had a vision mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw was it, it was himself, but he knew it wasn't, he was in the I place of somebody else. Yeah, yeah, he was in my place. And he said, I could see you about knee deep in the water and you were holding on to a boat. And ever you, you explain it better because you have the yeah, vividness so, of it. <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, there was like an island behind me. So just a few feet out. So you're kind of knee deep in the water, but that, that knee deep where there's lots of sand, you're kind of in the sand, so you're not really moving. You were holding onto a boat with a, I remember seeing a, a rope in there that was just there. The water was perfectly still. There was no movement in the water at all. There was also no wind. And on the island that surrounded, there was nothing. It was completely desert. There was nothing alive. And um, yeah, it, it was kind of like being out on the water is out there and not yeah. here, well, not here holding on. He had written it down and was like, I saw, I feel like this is for you. And like, as I was reading it, he's like, I don't know what it means. And as I was reading it, I was just like, I do. Because mm-hmm. at that point, like it was, it was very much um, where the waters were calm and still. That was like my spiritual life. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing anything to progress it, to move it forward. Uh, it was just completely still. And I almost saw that as well as like the barren desert. It's like where scripture says, abide in me and you will bear fruit. It's like if if the if the waters are still, you should be in a storm, right? If you're following mm-hmm. Christ, you should be in the middle of a storm, I guess. If the waters are still and you're not doing anything to move your heart, how are you going to move others' hearts and grow anything? So right. it was like this barren desert. And then it was the boat. I think that was so hard because in the scripture passage... How we understand it when Peter says he begins to sink, it's because he looked around and saw all of the waves. He took his Mm. eyes off Christ. And so it was like, I wasn't even beginning to sink. I had already sunk. I Mm. was already touching the ground and like had taken my eyes off Christ and gone back to the comfort of the boat. Mm. And so it was very much like a, this is when it comes, you need friends who would do this in your life. It was like, I needed to hear that because it kind of kicked my butt in gear again. Mm. Like, yeah, this is what we are called to. Like, we got to get going. Mm-hmm. and it lit the fire again and I shared that with Fred I was like I know what it means it means I'm I'm back at the boat mm-hmm. and it was like you know you've been called out and he and he felt this as well like you know he's like I, I feel like I'm out on the water by myself mm-hmm. and so that was kind of hard to hear and to come to the reality of that as well so I'm very grateful for like him sharing that and grateful for what God had done to be able to be like okay if this is the the ministry that we believe you've called us to which it is like you have to do, you know, you ha- you're doing something in our hearts and we have to actually respond and be disposable to that <laughs> right. and do something then. So that was kind of actually like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat where we're at now, which is a place of like complete confidence and trust. Like this right. is what he wants. It did not, it didn't start that way for me. It mm-hmm. was really, um, it was hard and also lazy, not lazy in work ethic. I feel like I could never be <laughs> like lazy, right. in work ethic, but in my heart and in my spiritual life. Does yeah. that make sense? No, that makes sense. There was a period like where we had so much saved that I think we trusted too much in that. He had to get us to a place where there was nothing left. Mm-hmm. But doesn't he do to that? Tr- yeah, all the time. Um, now, 
Kara says I kicked her in the butt, but to be honest with you, like to her credit, it's her that kicks me in the butt most of the time because I need <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe she's so, a different analogy. <laughs> so, we do have the 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 potty language warning at the beginning of this one. So do uh, we? <laughs> we're going to because okay. I've said ass I think okay. now three or four times. So it means a donkey for <laughs> yes. anyone who... in this context. Yeah, it it's the donkey who's episode. Offended, yeah. So yeah. It's kind of funny, actually, looking back, because so we have a a dear friend and we were kind of sharing with her actually before leaving. Mm -hmm. um, This is what the Lord is doing. And we feel like he's calling us out into the water, into the storm. Mm -hmm. And when sharing uh, the decision that, you know, it was time to step out, which actually the the, the, the timing of that is so crazy, too, because our our dear friend, Sister Fidelis, she's always a guest on our show. She is mm-hmm. so wonderful and kind of been like a spiritual director of this effort in a way. We all went out to frozen yogurt and the same one year later, this the theme is one year, this one year later, exactly to the date of when we sat down with her and she was like, I think, you know what you're supposed to do. You're just not doing it. And then after that, frozen yogurt was like yeah it's time mm-hmm. to go so uh, be careful eating frozen yogurt your life will change yeah um this frozen yogurt changed my life. <laughs> one year later was our draw near retreat the first ever mm-hmm. draw near retreat and it was all about hearing god's voice right so it was very fitting and that wasn't planned we mm-hmm. just looked back and was like this is one Happy year coincidence yeah and so then this saturday being one year but when you know, when the decision was made, no, God is, God is asking us to step out. Fred shared that with this friend who we were confiding in. It wasn't sister. It was a different friend who we were confiding in. And her response was one year, just give it one year. But, but meaning, I think she took it as meaning to wait one year. Mm-hmm. And it was very like God had affirmed, no, it was time. And he had mm-hmm. been saying for probably like six months, it's time, it's time. And he's right. like, I'm waiting over here to step out of the boat. I've already mm-hmm. gone to the other side. Right. Um, what's, what's good, like going back to what you said about weaknesses earlier and, uh, the Jesus revolution, like the Lord accounts for our slowness in his plan. Yeah. So even if it takes us six months to realize, oh, this is what you mean by it's time. He's already accounted for that. Mm -hmm. So he can make up for it. Yeah. So going back to where we are time-wise. Yeah. 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 So I thought it was, so she had kind of interpreted her hearing God's voice in one year as wait a year. Mm. We took it as one in one year, something is going to be crazy. Like in one year, something is going to happen. Good things are going to happen. And the, the beautiful thing I think is not a coincidence in God's timing is that this Saturday we are leading a retreat or helping at a retreat. And this person is there. Like she's one of the keynote speakers who is also there one year later, we're coming back in, and doing an event with her. Right. And I think is it's focused on prayer ministry. And it's focused like on this. healing yeah. and yeah. yeah, charismatic things. Very exciting. So I think that's really beautiful. We've kind of been saying like with some of our ministry, things that we have started and done in the past, like it's in the tomb. It's in the tomb. Um, meaning it will come back. It will have its resurrection. We're not done with it. Like this is mm-hmm. actually a key part of what we feel called to. But it feels like in a way, so are we. Right. If that made sense, if that right. makes sense, like over the last year, it's, it kind of feels like we're, we've kind of been in the tomb right? and God has like a resurrection of sorts planned, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. 
what we're trying to do here is to share like deep from our heart how is the how lord is, speaking yeah. to us right now i don't know i feel like along with hearing his voice like how actually have we heard his voice and what we were doing we shared you know fred had a vision and he said it's time and <laughs> we, but we haven't <laughs> shared like specifics uh it was before before stepping out of on the water and before making this like huge life change a year ago it was very much a progression, which I think I needed. You know, it, it's always said God works, sl- what is it, slowly and in stages? Slowly in stages, yeah. I needed that because mm-hmm. if he would have just like said, you need to leave, like it's time. And I've been like, um, no, you know, because right. also like you have a family that you have to then go and talk to about it and make those decisions. But it was for both of us, actually, there was just like these these themes that progressed mm-hmm. and it was um not yet the sooner way, than you think yeah sooner than you think and then it's time, it's time yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so that was over the course of like three years so it was just two words every year <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um yeah. and so then when it was it's time we did not listen for a couple months because it was very much like the but what what happens when but right. what about this and you know there were all these reasons to not do it mm-hmm. all the apostles yelling in the boat don't do it don't do right. it right it doesn't make as much sense people might think you're crazy like there was also i think for for me there were also the thoughts in the back of my head like who am i why would i think that this this mission is for right. me mm. um god could choose anybody and so i think that was a struggle for a little bit too but he definitely affirmed it and like every single time i think there have been struggles where we're like god can you just like can we what what more can we do to be faithful to you it'll be like the very next day or even within the hour it'll be like here's a speaking request or here's a, you know, here's an email, Mm -hmm. something where he's like, I'm going to provide for you. And it's like, we just have to be patient. And I feel like in those ways, even if it's not him actually speak speaking, um, sometimes it's just like the little gifts from a father, you know? I think we, we too easily discount the ways in which the Lord speaks to us in the simple things. So take, for example, um, the computer we used, my computer, wasn't going to meet our needs, mm-hmm. and we couldn't make it work in the studio anymore, and it really just wasn't practical even if we could. And I had this conversation with the Lord about, Lord, okay, we're out on the water, we're trying to do this, I should be able to, like, basic needs basic should be needs. provided, and, mm-hmm. like, beyond family needs, our ministry has a need for this thing. A computer. And, you know, I went to Best Buy to um, pr- get the price and it ended up me, I, I wouldn't say being childish because I was just like, Lord, I-, I don't have this. I can't make this work. And right at the point of just like, I think I had texted Crystal and, and just kind of said, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Why does it have to be so hard? Mm-hmm. And right at that moment, I got a speaking request that was the exact, basically the exact mount that I needed for the computer. So it is in those little things, like we might kick and scream and the Lord might, you know, he might just kind of smile like, have you not learned? Oh, you of little faith. Here is your little bit of consolation to prove that I am your loving father, which I, I think has been for me, especially the past month or two has been realizing, wow, he's my He's, He's loving my loving father, father mm-hmm. and that's what that means. Yeah. So scripture says how much or how greater of gifts will he give you to those who ask? And right. it's because he's a loving father. I think that has really been the last year where I do feel like it, it's been kind of a, a tomb, like resting and mm-hmm. then 
in that he's giving the consolations, probably also for our family's sake. So they like know we're not crazy too. Right, and, right. But I think that those were needed and then it's just gonna, I don't know. I feel like when, when you ask or when like I go to him and like complain or I'm frustrated or whatever, he does send those little like consolations and gifts of a father. But there's also this, I know that he's just <laughs> thinking if only you knew and right. at the same time thinking like, you know, in five years, in 10 years or however many years, you're going to look back and be like, why did I ever doubt? Right. Because of all of the things like he is bringing and his faithfulness and his gifts. Right. And so it is, I think we are to a place now where it's just like resting in the, in the constellations that he has brought to trust mm. in that, but also like providing that confidence, especially when, you know, when one, when one of us is struggling, the other one is usually just like steady like that you keep there's no shaking so mm-hmm. like sharing that right. has also been really important i think to keep both of us on the water for sure yeah i i think there's also a recognizing that when the lord calls you know those struggles that we have it's almost like when you were in college kara did assignment stress you out yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And in the moment, that can seem like the most stressful. How am I going to survive this thing? And each thing, you you end up facing another thing that's actually a little more difficult. And it's like, I made it through that one. Mm-hmm. I can do this one. Yeah. And I always kind of laugh, like, as I went out into adult world, like how much I stressed about those college things in comparison with adult world things. Right. You know? I think that's it's that way with faith and with following the Lord and hearing his voice as well. We worry so much and we waste so much time not stepping out and doing the thing the Lord has called us to. And oftentimes it's the little little things. Mm-hmm. Like if we're just faithful in the little things, he will reward us with greater. That's scripture too. Yeah. And so I think that's been kind of the past year as well is just being faithful in those little things and seeing how the Lord is working and it's bearing out. Yeah. Yeah. As we round out this year, I mean, we're we're seeing that like the bigger things are coming and the bigger things are happening. Yeah. We get to spend three days, uh, doing college ministry in Fort Worth. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's exciting. I'm so excited. Like the first week of October is all, all week, like Mm -hmm. something. So it's, it's beautiful parish mission. But what you said is St. Therese, like you said, it's kind of a progression. Like the stress of school is like, no, this is preparing you for a bigger thing. That's St. Therese. She said an act of confidence is rewarded with an opportunity for an even greater act of confidence. Thanks be to God for it. Yeah. Like it doesn't, Mm -hmm. you step out, you step out of the boat. It doesn't get easy. There's a storm happening around you and that's your greater act of confidence. The opportunity to show God, like I trust you. Right. I'm going to butcher the quote, but it's St. Ignatius of Loyola. He says that most people, have no idea what the Lord would make of them if they would just open themselves up to his grace and his will for their lives. And I think that's where most of us are. Yeah, um, We're so focused on the storms that we are the disciples on the boat that yell at Peter and don't bother to get out because we're too afraid. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better to be out on the water, I think. Yeah, Is it scary sometimes? Yeah. Yes. Um, but if you have the right people in the boat with you, right. you can do it. What's the season we're in? So you, so listeners, like hopefully our story will inspire you. Hopefully our story itself is instructive in how to hear the Lord's voice, but also like 
how to follow it. I don't think we really know um, what this next year will hold. We definitely, if you're not sure the full vision, go listen to our IC Movement episode. I think, though, we're really just trying to do one faithful step Mm -hmm. and also just be open to what God has to do. Because like what you just said, Mm -hmm. we want to be open to what he wants to make of us. So it's really just kind of dying to ourself in the moment and letting it all come about. He must increase and I must decrease.